Hello, this is Audio Art Hole 45. And it's actually Thursday, the 2nd of March. I heard that Gustav Metzger died yesterday. And I was relieved to hear he died at home and gently, it sounds good. Thinking of that very harsh beginning of life, I'm glad it ended gently. Uh, anyway, I was thinking of recording Gustav for Voxbox, or Voxbox. I know, I realise my voice isn't as radio as it might sound. I think it comes out sounding like, well, Voxbox sounds like Foxpox to some people. It's strange, actually, Foxpox, because... It's a sunny day, and uh, the windows are open, and I can sort of smell that smell, which one might call foxpox, a sort of skunk-like smell. It's the uh, strange stink that attaches to dogs if they roll in it, that I have read you can nullify, or at least you know, improve on if you cover your dog with Heinz tomato ketchup. Apparently it can't be any tomato sauce, so any forewarned dog owner will carry around sachets. Hmm, I don't know, that's a tip for any dog owners, but really I'm thinking of Gustav Metzger and how how very generous he was to talk to me for Voxbox. He wasn't somebody I knew well for a long time. I mean, I knew him not well for many years, since the early 90s. But he was very kind, and even though I found many of my experiences with him rather awkward, because he brought up for me a rather dreaded um, sense of being completely stupid. Joe Jolson said on the occasion of him being in hospital that he'd broken his shoulder, maybe, in 2012, I think. He'd love to see you. Please visit him in the Homerton. So I went along and I took some things which he didn't want. He asked me about a climate conference, I remember, and I knew very little, nothing really about it. So I suggested reading the paper. I brought The Guardian, but he said, I've read it already. After a bit of what you might call chit-chat on my part, I said, Shall I go now? I think I should go now and leave you in peace. And he said, Oh, you can stay, <laughs> which is quite funny. Anyway, yes, I was sorry to hear he left, gone, but pleased for him, pleased it was calm. And it took me back to the day that I went to visit for the recording for Vox Box. And uh, I 
Joe again, Joe Jolson said, here comes Marcia. Do you remember, Gustav, we'd uh, arranged that you talk to her? Uh, yes, he said, with great uncertainty, but um, great kindness, as I said, dignity, really. And uh, when she left us, his carer was still busying herself before going to collect something. And he said, when are you leaving? Because this conversation is very, very private. To which I said, oh no, Gustav, it's, it's actually going to be a conversation recorded for a jukebox. Am I required to sing? <laughs> I laughed. It was wonderful, wonderful humour. It was quite an amazing conversation. At one point he asked me whether I remembered a CND demo in 1959. And I said, well, at that point I was only a year old. It's rather too young, he said. And uh, we laughed. I think I sort of appeared to him like somebody of about the same age. Which is, which is rather a compliment, actually, to us both. I asked out, I asked out, I asked about Pete Townsend because he's always associated with auto-destruction and often called a student of Gustav's, but he put me right. It was an art student who had a lecture okay, at Croydon. And then Gustav elaborated on the fact you can't control how someone takes on your message or creed or ideas. I don't know which term he used, but he said that after Pete Townsend applied auto-destruct ideas to his own situation, which is come down in popular history as the smashing of instruments that he, Gustav, and he, he Peter Townsend, as he called him, had some nice little chats. It was, it was great, in fact, you know, the conversation, because we talked about fame and whether that was a slightly irritating, you know, attachment in his uh, biography, he said, no, not particularly, no. But he didn't exactly rail against fame, but he had no truck with it. And at one point I could hear when I was editing a rather argumentative self, mine, contesting this, uh, you know, reluctance regarding fame and saying, how, how could he have been you know, known for his art strike if he hadn't been famous. That it was important to be famous. It was important that he'd been invited to be in the ICA show in the 70s. And it was at that point I heard of Gustav Metzger as somebody who'd actively gone on strike.
but it was a interesting conversation because at some point he he sort of understands what I'm trying to say. I couldn't put that into the um, final vinyl <laughs> because there's a lot of me in it and I really want these uh, interviews to be free of my voice. I, I want to cause the voices but not be heard. Although I am heard often. <laughs> I don't know, it's sort of noises. I can't cut them out or ruin the flow. I sort of just gurgle along in the mix. In, in the edit, as far as I can remember, with Gustav. At the very end, he talks about these times and what can we do except to just go on, talk about hope, art, life. And there's a sort of sound that sounds like suppressed giggles. It actually sobs on my part. It was very moving to have the opportunity of opportunity to talk to such an intense life force in such a, a very open-ended way, privately, very, very privately, and to end on that marvellous note about just keeping on, anyway. Yeah, that's just today's audio art hall dedicated to Gustav. Now he's gone. Mm. Yeah, R.I.P. I like R.I.P. Why not?